Rise Up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ballin' show. And we are back again with another episode of Rise Up Radar. Tonight, we got Mr. Todd Brooks in the house. How you doing tonight, Todd? Todd Brooks is fine tonight. I'm looking forward to NFL season. We have an NFL game on right now. Tampa playing Dallas is awesome. Football's back. I'm breathing football, living football, eating football. Man, it is so exciting. And I know we watched a lot of – I've watched a lot of preseason, and I've watched a lot of YouTube hype videos. But, man, seeing live football, like real football, is the speed. I mean, just sitting on my couch, just like, whoo, boy, them guys out there hitting. So, I, I, I'm, I'm really – I'm pumped to see the NFL back uh, – coming back around. So, these dirty birds are coming up. Every, everybody's 0-0. Zero, zero. Everybody's got the same amount of uh, chance of getting to the Lombardi Trophy. We need to talk about these expectations going forward of the season. We need to talk about where, how you're going to look through the lens of the season. Because I'm going to let you talk on this, but I, and I'll give you a little bit of my expectations as I've been able to digest the last podcast we did. So what are your expectations of the season? How are you seeing the season play out? Um, okay, so I see the Falcons as being an improved team. I don't see them being a great team. I think there's just a lot of factors working against them this year. Um, and anything could happen. I mean, it could be like 2008 and the Falcons go to the playoffs. That would be absolutely awesome. But I'm not very comfortable with the home versus the away schedule. Right. Um, and it's just bizarre. Like, I was talking with Bailey today. Uh, about some of this, too. I mean, the Falcons only have seven home games. Yeah. They are literally playing 10 games on the road because of that London game. Right. And the AFC gets the extra home games this year. Uh, we were kind of just wondering, why come the NFC, why, why come they didn't pick a team from the AFC to lose home because they have the extra home game? Like, that just right. doesn't make sense. But um, I, I think they're going to be exciting. They're going to be interesting to watch for a change, you know, because we knew kind of what we were getting last year, and it was just kind of more of the same-o, same-o. But this year, you, you got some new prospects to really look toward. I, I'm personally looking forward to Kyle Pitts to see what kind of player he's going to end up being, um, see how this offense evolves under Arthur Smith. So I, I'm excited about it. But I, I would expect the Falcons – I think they'll be improved, but I'm thinking like maybe six, seven wins is their ceiling, though. Ceiling six and seven, six or seven wins is the ceiling for you. They, hey, look, they, they might double their win total from last year. I mean, they might win eight. I mean, that'd be that'd be good for them, I think, especially in the first year, uh, with Arthur Smith. Because I, I just I know the division isn't that tough on paper. I, I know you have Tampa there, and then it's just kind of everybody else. I personally think New Orleans will be better than what you think they're going to be. I think having a quarterback change for them is a good thing because. Drew Brees was like an old man back there with a cane with throwing football at that point. Right. So nothing but slants, nothing but, you know, eight yard or seven yard dinks and dunks. Yeah, I, I agree. I think in the, um, I mean, and even then it's a new year. I know uh, Tom Brady looks sharp tonight. Um, but like you said, it's the South is, it could be, I mean, the South has the class of the South is Tampa Bay. But after that, it's, it, I mean, even the Panthers playing the the Jets this uh, coming up of uh, opening Sunday. I mean, there's a lot of hype around the Jets. I mean, the, who are the Panthers? Do the you know like there's a lot of question marks in, in NFC South. So 
it will be fascinating to see what happens with Sam Darnold with Joe Brady as his offensive coordinator. I'm, I'm looking forward to actually watching that because it might make me wish a couple of things. Like, man, I really wish that guy was right here in Atlanta, you know. But there's nothing I can do about that. I'm not a decision maker. I just, I just call it like I see it. So how do you, so as has your opinion changed on Arthur Smith uh, going through this preseason and how he's handled everything? Like, you know. What are your thoughts on before we even get started with the season? What what are your expectations for Arthur Smith? I mean, he'll be an improvement over over Dan Quinn. I think. I mean, I, I'm glad that we actually went the route of hiring an offensive coach for a change because it's been a while since we've had an offensive coach. We've had like what three straight defensive coordinator coaches or something like that. I mean, yeah, it's uh. So I'm looking forward to it. Now, Arthur Smith was never my first choice. You know, he kind of runs that old school type offense that uh, I think the NFL today, you know, you pass so much more. He's more of a run-oriented coach, which is fine or whatever. I mean, I love running the football, too. That's just not what today's NFL game is. So, but he is good at developing uh, talent. He didn't really have a great quarterback at Tennessee, and and he uh, put up some good numbers. So, um, I'm looking forward to what he can do with a real quarterback. I want to see how our running game will evolve. They can't get worse, right? Our no. running game was awful last yeah. year. Um, and so I think the offense will be much improved. If they could just get the time of possession, it would take so much pressure off that defense, too. Yeah. And talking about like the running, so the, 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 um, there's, they're talking about the running back. You know, they, they've been singing. You know, the Falcons camp have been singing the songs like, oh, we're we comfortable with our guys. And Quadri Allison, I've been – yes, Quadri Allison, he gets cut. Um, and so and they've made another acquisition at the at the uh, running back position. And you're, now it's going to be Mike Davis and Cordo Patterson. And then, um, oh, my gosh, what was his name? Uh, anyway, they picked up another running back. So I, I'm – it's going to be running back by committee. I'm not expecting. I'm not expecting Mike Davis to be like a thousand yard rusher, but like you said, I think it's. I'm. I'm expecting to have the run game respectable. That's my expectation of. Okay, the Falcons have shown that they can run it. Some we have to put some people in the box now. Now we can let. Kyle Pitts run free and you know all the weapons and Calvin Ridley have a big big year. Is Calvin Ridley going to be a thousand yard receiver still again? I think he's got some potential to be that guy's a number one receiver. Um, I think he has the potential to be a 1,000 yard receiver. Um, and it should help too. He's gonna have some other weapons. You know, if Kyle Pitts is what we think Kyle Pitts is gonna be, then he'll have another weapon to throw to. Right. Um, and that's and that's gonna help Calvin Ridley. And and even with in and Russell Gage as well is kind of stepping into a role. He's he's developed and he's he's grown and throughout his career. So yeah, I'm um I'm excited to see the offense go. I've been watching a lot of like Dean P's press conferences and stuff, and um I'm really my heart wants to say yes, this defense is going to be improved. But like as a Falcons fan, like my head is like is this going to be the same, like, no pressure front seven that we're, going to, we're used to seeing? I, I think there's going to be pressure. I just think a lot of the pressure is going to come from the secondary. We're going to blitz a lot. We're going to send safeties. We're going to send corners um, after the quarterback. I think that's going to be very different from what we were running before. I mean, you had to look at it this way. Can the Falcons really be worse on defense than they've been the last three years? We've watched the same game 
three years in a row, basically. The defense has just been trash, and it's gone down the same way. It started off with a rash of injuries back in 2018, and then it's just like the style didn't fit anymore or right. something. I, I don't know. But, and, but they just couldn't – they didn't have the right guys in place. You know, they would get some guys, and it was, oh, well, this is going to be a new pressure uh, linebacker, and then nothing happens. Right. And, and it's just like, you know, you're scratching your head. I, mean, I think a lot of that problem was Dan Quinn. Quinn's gone. Dean Pease is coming in as a defensive coordinator. The guy's got a great reputation. Not that Dan Quinn didn't. Right. You, as an NFL coach, you have a limited shelf life for any franchise that you go to anyway. Like, eventually, your welcome is going to get worn out. And Dan Quinn's welcome was worn out a while really after the Super after the right. Super Bowl. I mean, right. it, it literally was. So, it's just, you know, having these fresh faces in, having a new strategist, uh, finding ways to get the most out of your talent, I think that's going to be huge for the Falcons this year because on paper they're not a very talented team. But they've got some new faces, some new uh, draft choices. Um, let's just see what they can do and see how that talent can be developed and see if DMPs can really work from the nothingness that exists right now and see if he can get anything out of it. I think he can. You know, and I've, they've got um... – so you talk about like new faces. They've got twenty-seven new roster additions. Mm-hmm. Twenty-seven out of fifty-three. That's you I mean that's half. Half of the rosters yeah. do. Oh, they needed to turn over. Yeah. So I mean, they've turned this roster over. So it's going to be completely new. I mean, in uh, you got new like so the numbers you're accustomed to seeing for years are gone. You know, like it's just going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be a new a new era for the Falcons. And I'm I'm here for it, man. I'm I'm excited and hopefully. Um, some guys that have been around develop and become even better pros. Like Tioloti Mariner has been around the Falcons organization for a while. I mean, he's developed through them on the practice squad and all that. So like, um, I'm, 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 I'm pumped to see live action and I'm curious to see how they use Kyle Pitts. And I know we talk a lot about Kyle Pitts and rightfully so he's a really high draft pick, um, highest drafted tight end ever, but are they going to are they going to let him just run? Like, are they going to like wrap him in bubble wrap or do they, you think they're going to scheme a lot for him? I don't know. They seem to in, in Arthur Smith's press conferences, they seem to be all shucks about Kyle Pitts of like, Oh, uh, I mean, he's a rookie. I mean, he is what it is. And we're just going to run him out there. We want him to see him have some snaps. They, they weren't like over the moon about him. So I don't know. I'd, I Are they going to feature him is what the question is. Well, from an organizational standpoint, I mean, it may just be they're just trying to keep it cool. They don't want to overhype anybody's expectations. Then when he goes out there and sets the world on fire, then everybody's shocked, and then they can proclaim him as the greatest Falcon to, coming up over the next decade. <laughs> yeah. You know, but they, you know, they want to be careful what they say right now because, I mean, they don't want to, like, sit there and proclaim Kyle Pitts as the Falcon savior, and then he goes out there after, like, one game and – you know, he barely plays or he catches a, a ball for one yard or something, or he has three turnovers in a game, you know, just something like that. Something crazy. They, they don't want to overhype it. Yeah. That's going to make them look bad. And so, and I'll be, I'll be excited to see uh, Richie Grant safety. I think safety play is going to be huge for the, for Dean Pease's defense, being able to bring him in the box or, you know, drop him into coverage. Don't know who's coming. Um, so, yeah, man. I, those are my expectations too. Is it's being improved on the defense and improved on um improved overall, but let's not pretend I know previously 
some people on this podcast have, have predicted 10 wins. And I don't think they could get to 10 wins. I think that might be a ceiling. But, like, I mean, realistically, like, double their wins from last year, get to eight, get to seven. That's my prediction. Who predicted 10 wins? I think it was Chris Bailey, man. I'm serious. I have to go back I mean, and look. He's overhyped. They predict him 10 wins. It, I, I just don't – I mean, it'd be nice. And I'm not saying it can't happen, but it's just not what I would expect. And if I'm going to, like, give my most expert opinion, then I've got to say they're going to improve over last year. But you'd be out of your mind to pick them to go to the playoffs right now. I mean, 10 wins should get you close to the playoffs. Wild card hunt. Yeah. Yeah. 10 and 7. Yeah, wild card hunt. You know, you'd be in the thick of the conversation. I, I if, if, you know, the Falcons had all their home games attacked, you know, they were like the uh, – AFC this year, they had the uh, the nine home games. They didn't have this stupid London deal. Then, then maybe I would lean more in that direction, even with the lack of talent. But I mean, that home game is just losing that home game is just a killer. Yeah, you only get. And, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a killer, and not that only did you lose a home game, but you like fly like halfway across the world to get your game. I mean, it's just not easy to recover from because well. I mean, different time zone, jet lag. I mean, it's just so many different factors that go into it. And sometimes you go to that game and you just don't recover the rest of the season. I mean, it's just – like, I, I just I, – I'm bad about the whole thing, too. I don't even want to really go into it because every time I think about it, it just makes me mad. Well, even – okay, so another caveat is that it could potentially still not happen. It could potentially become a real home game because of uh, COVID and the quarantine situation that you'd have to – I mean, you'd have to quarantine for so many days to get over there you know, all that stuff. So who knows? It might be a real home game by the end of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that can change some things. I, I think the Falcons have to get off to a good start here at the beginning of the season, though. It, they can't get off to a one and four. I mean, we'll be talking the same thing as last year if that happens again. They have to get off to a good start. One thing the Falcons have not done over the course of the last three seasons, it's been a bad rerun. They've started off 0 and 4, 1 and 4, 1 and 5. Three. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's been tough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, tough starts to the season. Yeah, it's been it's been like you said, three years in a row of just even the year they went to the Super Bowl. I think they started slow. Um, yeah, all uh, well, they lost their first game to Tampa. They, I remember Tampa was their Achilles' heel at that point. They they didn't start beating Tampa until after the home opener. They lost to Tampa two games the year before that. that was Jameis Winston's rookie year. Yeah, and then they lost that opener to Tampa in sixteen during the Super Bowl year. Yeah, so and that was uh, a home game too. <laughs> so Philly, they've they've opened against Philly, I think three times now, and mm-hmm. um and a couple years ago it was like a weird rerun of a playoff ser- a playoff game, and it almost came down to the exact same situation. But we're not talking about the past; we're talking about the present, which is within. I mean, we're talking a couple days from now, kickoff that. Philly, their their strength is the offensive line and the defensive line. Their strength, I think, is their trenches. And the Falcons historically have struggled against solid, you know, defensive fronts and offensive fronts, really, because of the lack of pure pass rush. So that's a matchup that makes me very nervous. Yeah, I agree. Now, their record against Philly on opening day is pretty good. I mean, they played them in 2005. Um, that was coming off the NFC Championship season where they lost to Philadelphia in the NFC Championship. They, I believe they opened up with them during Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's very first game, I believe, was against Philadelphia. 
And then they opened up with them in 2018. 18, 18. Yeah, yep. 18. So that was the beginning of the end for the yeah, Falcons. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. The matchup that I want to see most in this game, though, is Jalen Hurts against the Falcons' defense because I'm not necessarily – I don't know what to expect from either one. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is really going to be Philadelphia's quarterback of the future or not. I'm interested in seeing that part. I'm interested to see how the Falcons are going to scheme against Jalen Hurts. Right, and, to, uh, an, and also to a, a coaching battle. Because Philadelphia has a new coach as well, so yeah. we got two first-time head coaches going at it. See who out coaches who, who's prepared. Um, that's another X's and O's type thing that I would be looking forward to as well. And also to you know uh, how how is Jalen Hurts going to play? Is he going to play play pass and stand in the pocket and deliver, or is he, they're going to let him get out and create, and that's going to put the speed of the Falcons, you know, that I'm not saying it's going to play into their hands, but we're going to see how the Falcons can react in this DMP's defense. Well, if you're Philadelphia, I mean, you, I think you have to let Jalen Hurts create because Jalen Hurts is an athlete. Right. I mean, he might be a great passer, but the guy's fast. And, I mean, maybe he could be a Lamar Jackson type of quarterback. I mean, I think that's yet to be determined, but he could be a Lamar Jackson type quarterback. You know, tons of speed. Let him go out there and create. I mean, Philadelphia's starting from scratch, too. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs last year just like the Falcons. And they really, like, they looked atrocious on national TV the final game of the regular season. They just, like, caved in. Yeah, they just quit. Um, very last game, just quit. So and that's what got Doug Peterson fired in the first place. So, I mean, all that together is going to be really interesting. Yeah. So, um, I'll, yeah. And that front seven for Philly versus this offensive line, dude, this offensive line still doesn't, like, inspire me, like, inspire confidence out of the Falcons' offensive line. That left guard spot is still a hole. The guy who had been slighted to be Andrews had to be the left guard. He went down on for injury. And so now you've now what? You got a rookie, Drew Dahlman, is going to start at left guard against Fletcher Cox. I mean, I'm okay with that though, because I think you got to give the rookies a shot anyway. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, if you have an injury, you're gonna have to pick from that spot. Um, because it's gonna be better in the long run to develop your own. I'm just yeah. saying, it's just hard to go out there. This is a rebuilding team anyway. I mean, you might as well play your younger guys. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a good point. And it, like you said, that's that's a really good point. You got to develop your own, and the ones you have, get them out there and let them just cut their teeth. Because the only way to see what they're made of is to get out there and try to swim. And so, um, yeah, that's – and even Caleb McGarity, the first-round pick, the second first-round pick, has not won the right tackle spot. I think he's a backup right now. I think he's number two in the depth chart. Um, that might be because he's coming off an injury, um, but – and he's just trying to get into shape because he missed some time in camp. But I don't know, man. It makes me nervous. So, what are you expecting out of Matt Ryan this year? Because he didn't really – he didn't get any preseason snaps, correct? None? None. I don't even – Yeah, none. None. And so, I, in years past, he's always played at least, you know, like 
traditionally the third, you know, the dress out game that he's played a couple series and they get him out. Like he's always had, um, and Julio had a reputation of not playing a whole bunch to the preseason too. And what every time Julio did, you know, bad or had some snafus and communication, they always, everybody pointed to the preseason. And if Matt Ryan comes out and is throwing, you know, fades when he should be throwing slants, that's, People are going to go absolutely bananas over him not playing in the preseason. That's my prediction. You know, Stan, I hate to break it to you, but uh, Julio also had a habit of not playing during the regular season, too. Man, (laughs) I'm not going to go over this on the air, but yeah, I'm just saying that he he played a lot more than people give him credit for. I'm just saying. But not last year. Yeah. Anyway. My expectation for Matt Ryan, I think he – I'm not going to say he's going to struggle, but I think it's going to take a game to get sharp. I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. I mean, it, it could be. I mean, yeah, the Falcons were the only team that didn't play their starting quarterback all preseason. There's several franchises that did it. It's just that when you're breaking in a new system and everything and a, you have a new offensive coordinator, new head coach coming in, I just think it would be wise to put your starting quarterback out there under some game pressure at least a couple times. Because, I mean, I know he's practicing and everything, but practice just isn't the same thing as, as being in game action. I heard I it's a totally different thing altogether. I think someone tried to rationale or, you know, uh, they, someone tried to make the case where that Matt Ryan saw more competition and more pressure during the Miami joint practice than he would have in a regular in a uh, preseason game. So therefore that was his quote unquote preseason right there. We've seen enough get, get back there and let's not get you hurt. So I don't know if that, if I believe that or if that's just somebody spinning something, but um, yeah, I, I think in this game might be sloppy. Um, I don't know about the first half, but I, it might start out sloppy for real. So, but it'll be a super exciting to see, and uh, and having fans in the stands and hearing everybody. And I don't know, man. It's just, just, and it's the weather starting to cool off a little bit. We're only in the hot. We're only in the mid eighties right now. Uh, yeah, man, it's an exciting time. So, uh, what? All right. So we've gone over the expectations of kind of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of a season and kind of the expectations of Matt Ryan. Oh, they, oh yeah. Did you see this? That they, um, they named five captains for the, for the, the season. No, I, I did not see that. So it's, uh, I mean, it's all your normal. It's your, the best at every position, basically Calvin, Matt Ryan, Dion Jones, Grady Jarrett, uh, and I thought that was a fifth one, but that might not have been a fifth one. But yeah, it's all your your normal your your people you would think of. Um, so, what do you think is what do you think the score is going to be? I know we're going to jump into it, but what do you think the score is going to be? Or, or just uh, um, break down, give me the game, how you see it going. I mean, I, I like I, – I think history always plays a role in these things. I, I like the way the Falcons play at home in particular against Philadelphia in, in season openers. 
Um, they tend to beat them here. It's just in Philadelphia, they never seem to – I don't know if they've ever beat Philadelphia at Philadelphia, at least not in recent memory, uh, going back to at least the early 2000s. Um, I'm going to pick the Falcons to win this game. I'm going to pick them to win it 21-17. to 17. Um, A lot of that, I, I think the element of surprise plays in here a little bit. Nobody really knows what to expect to the Falcons. Uh, Jalen Hurts can be schemed against. Um, if you really know what you're doing, I think Dean Pease does, even with uh, less talent. I think they can they can control him and it, at least make him uh, do some of the stuff they would prefer him doing instead of just running right down the field and creating his own stuff. Um, so I, I think the Falcons do have a chance to win this game. It's important for the Falcons to get off to a good start because I think they've dropped uh, three straight season openers now, haven't they? Yep. Thanks yep. for the reminder. Sweet. All right, so that's those are all very valid points, and I am going to agree with you. This is I was had it locked and loaded. I'm I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, I know, shaking your head, but my score is going to be uh like a little a little closer. I guess not by much. Um, twenty four twenty one, somewhere around in there, and so the same deal. And um, a lot of Falcons games historically. I guess in the last couple seasons have been close, have been coming down to the defense being on the field at the end, you know? Um, so I'm hoping that, that Arthur Smith can figure out, Hey, you know, it's four minutes left in the game. We should run the ball some and run this thing out or, you know, go down and punch it in and score. So like some time management stuff, but I think, um, yeah, 24, 21 is my prediction. I think the Falcons win at home. I think we're going to be talking about a win come Tuesday. Um, I'm 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 excited about seeing the boys play. And what do you know? What uniforms they're going to wear by any chance? That's a really minor details. I do not. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're gonna. Um, I'm wondering what uniforms they're going to wear because I would be. How would you feel about opening in the throwbacks? I mean, I'm I'm fine. I never disliked the throwback jerseys. Honestly, I like those better than I like the jerseys they have now. Well, it's 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 a throwback with like a modern twist with like the red outline yeah. numbers and yeah, yeah. With, with in a throwback logo. But yeah. yeah, what about all right? So we've had a season with the uh, the gradient uniforms. How do you like them, Todd? Better than I did last year. I think I complained about those and. Very early podcast last year. I, I like them better. I got used to them over the course of the season. Okay, I was just seeing where you, where you were on it. Not as uh, uh, I I like them. I like okay. them. Good deal. Um, another thing to think about is oh, I, my computer's acting up. I don't. Oh, it's going to die. I'm good. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, another thing to think about is Arthur Smith. Not only is he a first time head coach is he's going to be calling the plays and running the team because Dan Quinn had a complete blind spot on timeouts and challenges and how do you like it was and I, obviously me and you sit in our couch and watch this game in the comfort of our air conditioner in replay but um he could just couldn't figure out how to use a timeout or a 2 minute drive at the end of half we're going to see how – I'm excited to see how Arthur Smith can manage time. I don't. We're going to see how his personality comes through that way. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I would expect things to look up there too, because uh, could it be any worse? I mean, it was it no, was bad. It, yeah, it was bad. Ever since the Super Bowl, it, it was just bad. I mean, it, well, well, I mean, even with, with Dan Quinn, even before the Super Bowl was bad. I mean, I remember that uh, San Francisco game. I've, I've talked about that before. His first season out there on the road and the time management there was just simply awful. And then some of the decisions, like, okay, let's just go ahead and um, and kick this field goal right here, even though it's not going to help us. We need a touchdown to take the lead. It's only going to put us down by one if we kick one. the field goal. It just didn't make any sense. And Give I, the ball back. I don't know. Strategy was always a problem. You tell your players to hop on the ball during the onside kick. Against yeah. The you know, that, that kind of thing. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> So uh, we'll we'll see how Arthur Smith's personality comes through. He seems to be like a like a disciplinarian, kind of a stern, stern head coach. So and he seems to be you know wanting to hold. I mean, everybody's earning a spot just because you're a first round pick. Doesn't mean you're going to start. So um, that's been encouraging to see. And I don't know, man. I'm I I don't know. It's it, it's a. Uh, It'll be exciting to see him in actual action. So, and too, did you know that um, Arthur Smith and uh, Matt Ryan played against each other in Boston College? Um, uh, Arthur Smith played offensive line. And they're only two years, I think they're only like three years apart. You mean they played together? Or they no, played against they, I think they, they played against each other. And I can't remember the Dagum College now. But yeah, they played against each other. Isn't that wild? They, Arthur Smith looks so much older <laughs> than Matt Ryan. Yeah. He does, but, I mean, you knew Arthur Smith was a younger guy because his dad started FedEx and everything. I mean, it's, that's a nice little backstory behind that, too. Yeah, that's wild. Um, so, anyway, um, yeah, that's the prediction is we both got Falcons wins. We both got um, home opener. Let's go Falcons. Um, anything else you want to add tonight, man? No, I think I'm, I'm just ready for this weekend. I am ready Let's for this happens. weekend too. And, uh, and it's going to be, uh, it's, I mean, it's going to be a, a fun week around the NFL as well. Got some cool matchups going. Obviously we talked about Sam Darnold meeting his old team and the jets and all that stuff. So, and, um, and I think, I don't know. Even the rookie class of quarterbacks is going to be fun to watch. See if Trey Lance can win a starting job and see how all the rookies show out. So I'm, I'm the NFL season has plenty of storylines going forward. Yeah. See how Trevor Lawrence does in Jacksonville. See if, uh, how Urban Meyer as a head coach does in Jacksonville in his first year. Oh, did you see Trevor Lawrence wearing Georgia gear? I did. He had to, it was part of the bet for, uh, Clemson losing to Georgia. Go yeah. dogs. I know somebody who misses Trevor Lawrence, the Clemson Tigers do. <laughs> Absolutely. DJU book lost. And ETN. They, they really miss ETN. They can't run the ball what, their it, lives the other night. Isn't ETN out? Is he is he injured now? ETN is hurt. Yeah, ETN is out for the year. Like out he, for uh, the year. Yeah, he's out for the year. Mm. You remember what his injury was, but he's out for the year. All right, here it goes. And NFL is not for long. The injuries come and go, man. That's crazy. Yeah. So here we go, Falcons fans. We are we are with it is game week. We are three days away from kickoff. Everybody, if you like what you heard tonight, go ahead and like us on Facebook. 
Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts these days. And until next time, Falcons fans, rise up.